You're listening to the Benton Heights Presbyterian Church Podcast. We hope this message brings you encouragement and helps to build your faith in Jesus. We're glad you're here to listen to this message from Pastor Paul. All right, we are spending six weeks in the book of Malachi. It's the last book of the Old Testament, and it's God's way of preparing His people for the first Christmas. The most incredible event in human history, the birth of the baby Jesus that we will celebrate come Christmas. Now, God, in chapters 1 and 2 of Malachi, He tells us that God's our Father, that He loves us, and He's got a Father's heart for us. When you think of God, think of the Father heart of God, that He calls everybody together for a family meeting. That's the context of the book of Malachi. He's going to give some instructions about how to take care of His children. Some of His kids are younger, some are older, kind of like our church family. And the big concept of today is he's got a strong word because he's very concerned about the health and well-being of his people. So that being said, we're in Malachi chapter 2, and God says this, and now you priests. So the priests are basically the Old Testament version of pastors. They were to lead and feed the people of God. That's their responsibility in the sight of God. So the priests were to feed the people the Word of God so that they could be healthy, so they could have a healthy church and have healthy families within that church because they would be like the parents of the people. He goes on to say, now you priests, this warning is for you because everything rises and falls with leadership. God speaks first to the leaders. This is a word then for me and all leaders If you do not listen, this is important, because to have a healthy relationship, there's got to be both communication, give and take. There's got to be speaking. There's got to be listening. And sometimes you say, huh, that's the problem. You either don't talk or you don't listen. And if both people communicate and they listen, that's how you have a healthy relationship. So God is a loving God. He's a relational God. So he says, I need you to listen. Because what you're doing is going to harm you. It's going to hurt you. It's not helping you. I love you. You're not listening. God looks at his leaders and he says, if you do not listen, and if you do not resolve to honor my name, it's a big theme in this book, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse on you and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them because you have not resolved to honor me. Think of it like this. The Bible says that children are a blessing. God gives us children as a blessing, and we can curse our own blessing. How does that happen? By teaching them things that are not biblical, not truthful, not helpful. In the same way that a parent needs to feed the body of a child, a parent needs to feed the soul of a child. That's what he's saying. And the reason he's talking to leaders is because the leaders of the ministry set the precedent and pattern for those in the ministry. So this is a word for all of us. Firstly, for all who are honored to be in the privilege of a leadership position. And the last thing we want to do is curse our blessing. If God has given you a blessing, well, you want to enjoy that blessing. You want to live out that blessing. You want to bless that blessing, not curse that blessing. 
So a couple of things here. To be a good leader, you got to be a good follower, right? They're leading people, but they're not following the Lord. To be a good teacher, you got to be a good student. They're doing a lot of talking, but they're not doing a lot of listening. Have you ever thought about this? In college, you can get a degree in communications. You know what they don't have? <laughs> they don't have degrees in listening. We have a world where everyone is communicating information, but hardly anybody's listening. And God says that's the problem. So listening is honoring. The issue of honor came up in chapter 1, and now here it is in chapter 2. And God says, where's my honor? And what God is saying is that we honor him by listening to him with our ears, by taking it into our heart, and then obeying it through our life. You listen with your ears. Okay, God, I hear you. You take it into your heart. Okay, God, I agree with you. And then you work it out in your life. God, I want to obey you. That's the cycle of honor. Listen, believe, obey. So when God speaks to you, you have two choices. One is, Lord, I will hear and obey. And the other one is, Lord, I don't have ears to hear and I don't have a heart that's going to obey. So this is one of the most crucial things in all of your life, and that is whether or not you are listening, taking it to heart, and honoring God. So let me talk to you briefly about how God speaks. And again, it's great news because God is our Father. He loves us. You know, every parent has a way to communicate to their kids. Maybe it's, they've got a favorite way, but there's all kinds of ways that we communicate. We can do that through text, through face-to-face, -face, through email, phone call, a letter. God has various methods by which, as a father, he communicates with his kids. God says, listen and take it to heart. That's the big idea of Malachi 2. Okay, God, if you speak, I need to listen. So how do I know when God is speaking? Number one, God primarily speaks through Scripture. Some of you are mature Christians. Many of you are. You already knew that. Those of you who are new Christians or not yet Christians, maybe that's something new to you. So when you want to get a word from God, you got to go to the word of God. That's what's happening here in Malachi. God is calling a family meeting. He raises up Malachi. Malachi faithfully writes down these words of the Lord. That's what we're doing now. We're hearing from God. We're opening the book of the Bible to hear what God says. This is our highest authority. You know, think of it like our legal system. There are lower, lesser courts, but what's the ultimate authority in our nation? It's the Supreme Court. Once they make a decision, that's it. That verdict is rendered. There is no appeal. The Word of God is for the people of God, like the Supreme Court. It's our highest authority. So everything is judged, tested, rendered, by the word of God. In addition, number two, God speaks through the person of the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity. Jesus told us in John's gospel that he was going to send a helper. That helper is the Holy Spirit who lives in you and, and works through you and leads you to the truth. 
Furthermore, Jesus had a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. We get to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And once we do that and we are guided by God's words, then the Holy Spirit will be speaking to your heart. Sometimes he'll give you a burden, a burden for something. Sometimes he'll lift a burden, something that you're going through. He'll give you an opportunity. He'll speak to you in some form or fashion. If your heart says, Father, I I want to obey you, I want to hear what you have to say, sometimes the Holy Spirit will use that opportunity to speak directly to you. The Bible says, though, not to believe every single spirit, but test them. Test the spirits because there are also demonic spirits. And we test them by the word of the Lord. That's what we do. We come to find out, well, I I think I'm hearing something that might be right. Is it in accordance with Scripture? The third way God speaks to us is through wise counsel. God, the Holy Spirit, lives in people. People that are wise are attuned to the Holy Word of God. They then are attuned to the Holy Spirit. So sometimes it's like, I'm not sure what God is telling me. I'm not sure what direction to go. What am I supposed to do next? You've searched scriptures. You're not getting an answer. You keep praying for it. That's when somebody else, God can use them to speak into your life. Now, all three of these things are happening right here in the book of Malachi. It's a book that's written under under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Malachi is the one who's writing it down. He is God's wise counsel for the family. Sometimes God speaks through prayer. Primarily, it's through Scripture. We talk to God through prayer, but He will also speak to us that way. And sometimes when you're praying, He'll reveal something to you. If you've walked with God for a while and spent time in His presence through prayer, sometimes God will just tell you flat out, here's what it is. And you will know without a doubt in that intimate moment of prayer. In addition, sometimes God speaks through circumstances. Sometimes God speaks in supernatural ways, like through angels or dreams. God does extraordinary things. You know, it's not that far off to say Christmas is coming. Seven more weeks will be an advent. And as you read the story of Jesus' birth, angels keep showing up and they talk to his adoptive father, Joseph. That's kind of different. And then... Mary gets pregnant through a miracle of the Holy Spirit. There are some remarkable, supernatural, extraordinary things that are happening. And then the problem becomes, sometimes we just don't listen. God speaks, we're supposed to listen. Sometimes we don't listen because we're distracted, right? I mean, you're listening and then, you know, squirrel. (laughs) You know, you're distracted. Or sometimes it's this. I think the Greek word for phone is demon. I'm not real sure, but we get distracted really easily. Or how many of you, you're a doer and you've got tasks to do and you're you're listening, but at the same time, you've got your to-do list. You're going, okay, God, I've spent time with you, but I've got things I've got to do. Or how about ignoring, meaning I know what he's going to say and I don't want to hear it. We've all got work to do in hearing and listening. So the question is, what what has God been saying to you? What is he saying? 
This is a family meeting. He's still a good father. Our dad wants to talk to his kids. You are sons and daughters of God if you are a believer in Jesus Christ. What has the father been saying to you? Are you listening? Are you taking it to heart? Are you honoring through obeying? That's why we're here today. God wanted to have a meeting with you because he loves you and because he has good for you. And if you're not listening, you're going to hurt yourself. It's because he loves you. He wants to speak to you and he wants to speak life into you and he wants you to be healthy. Now, I've got to admit, this next verse is, is different. I wish we were inside. That way I could put it up on the screen. You could read it for yourself and I wouldn't have to say it. But we're also told that all Scripture is God-breathed and profitable, so it's got to be important. I mean, it's in the Bible. Malachi 2, verse 3, Because of you, I will rebuke your descendants. I will smear on your faces the dung from your festival sacrifices, says the Lord Almighty. I'm real tempted to just stop right here and call up the praise team and say, Hey, what do you got on that theme? Here's what's going on. The priests are offering sacrifices. We looked at this last week. We looked at it in chapter 1. They're supposed to offer sacrifices that are unblemished and pure as a substitute for the sins. But God says they were bringing sacrifices that were lame and blind and sick. So it's lame leaders offering lame sacrifices. Not only that, but when they sacrificed the animals, they were supposed to take out the unclean parts and the Old Testament mandates that those unclean, those defiled parts were supposed to be taken outside the city town, outside the, the city limits, outside of the town and burned. The priests weren't doing that. They were offering even the bad parts to God. So here's what God is saying. You keep shoving that in my face. What if the roles were reversed and I wiped it all over your face? Furthermore, God is upset with those priests because they're what they're teaching the people was garbage. You know, what happens to us physically in our bodies if we eat garbage all the time, we get sick. Same thing happens to our soul if we learn garbage all the time, we get sick. That's why God is frustrated. So what he's saying is that what happens that these leaders that are supposed to be feeding his people, what they're feeding is garbage, it's defiled, it's not to be consumed, it's false teaching. As a result, the kids are suffering. There's a sickness going on. Because God loves us and wants us to be healthy emotionally, spiritually, relationally with him and each other, but what they're being taught is garbage. So God calls a family meeting together and he's like, hey, those of you that are feeding my people, you're supposed to be feeding them the word of God. I see your heart. I hear what you're teaching. It's garbage. And the kids are getting sick. Some people can hear this and say, man, God is this mean, angry God. No, he's a loving and passionate God who knows that if this continues, it's going to bring great devastation and harm to his kids. But let me say this, this is not an irreversible condition. God continually says in Malachi, if you will change this, then things will go better. Let me share the heart behind this. And again, 
as a Bible teacher myself, I feel this burden and responsibility first. Let me give you an example. Because people become healthy or unhealthy based on the teaching they receive. A few years ago, in one of our first adult mission trips, we were in East Tennessee, and we were there over a weekend, and we went to a local church. And at that service was a guest preacher. And all he talked about is something that we would call prosperity gospel, which is, hey, you just have enough faith? It'll be amazing what God just wants to fill up your bank account with. He wants to bless you financially if you have enough faith. We came away from that church service. I can't even call it a worship service. And we were all like, what in the world? I don't remember anything about resurrection, forgiveness of sins, a guy named Jesus. All right, next verse. Verse 4. And you will know that I have sent you with this warning, so that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord Almighty. Levi was the first descendant of the priest Aaron, so from then on it was just referred to as a Levitical priesthood. My covenant was with him, a covenant of life and peace that I gave them to him. This called for reverence, and he revered me. And he stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, not garbage. And nothing false was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness and turned many from sin. So here's the thing. People are following you. Every one of us is a leader. He's speaking first to the senior leaders because he's gathered the whole family together because everybody has people who follow them. If you're a teacher or a parent or an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent, if you're a coach or a friend or a mentor, a ministry leader, a business leader, whatever the case, there are people who are following you. And you need to first say, I need to follow the Lord. So the first key to being a leader is to be in a follower. The Apostle Paul would say it this way, follow me as I follow Christ. So the problem here is that people are following, but the leaders are not following. It's the blind leading the blind and they're going off of a cliff. That's the situation. How many of you that are parents, as a general rule, you know that your kids follow you? So you better know where you're going and what you're doing. That's the principle of life that he's teaching. This is where I get to tell you how it's going. And I love you with all my heart. You are easy to love. You are easy to lead. The heart of the leaders in this church is to follow the Lord Jesus and learn the scriptures and to have a a, a healthy soul and to build healthy relationships. It just is. We have a loving, healthy, growing church family. The goal is to open the word of God, have our souls get healthy build healthy relationships, and follow Jesus together as a church family filled with families. And if you're new here, you are surrounded by extraordinarily wonderful people. You really are. And some of you have never really studied the Bible. I mean, we live in this world, and let's just be honest, most of the teaching in this world is garbage. 
people aren't healthy, especially at the soul level. Some of you have been Christians a long time. Maybe you've had some good teaching and some bad teaching, but it's time to get the junk food out of your diet and eat well. And sometimes some of you get a little frustrated and you're like, man, I wish I were growing faster. But let me say, we look for progress, not perfection. That's why some people are like, well, I read the Bible this morning. I don't think it's working. I don't, I don't feel any better. I don't feel any different. Well, it's like broccoli. <laughs> I'm stopping there. No. <laughs> On a physical level, the broccoli is duking it out with the Skittles. I mean, it's a battle royal down there, right? And, and it's like you're full of Skittles and one broccoli, it's putting up a fight. But it's going to take a while for the health to settle in. You know, it's been garbage for years. And if you're just now starting to get the healthy, nutritious word of God into your soul, it may take a while for the health to show up, but it will show up. Finally, let me talk a little for those of you who may have felt like, you know, I've, I've already got this sickness in my soul, so how do I heal it up? He goes on, for the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty and people seek instruction from his mouth. This is important. That means we need to be teachable. How many of you have ever tried to feed a kid that won't open his mouth? Maybe you've got that kid. You're like, open up. They, they've got to receive it. And what he's saying is that leaders are to be feeders and that people need to be receptive. We need to seek instruction. What that means is I want to learn. I want to know. I want to grow. And then he concludes it with this. But you have turned from the way and by your teaching have caused many to stumble. You have violated the covenant with Levi, says the Lord Almighty. So I have caused you to be despised and humiliated before all the people. Because you have not followed my way, but have shown partiality in matters of the law. What he's saying is this. Leaders are to be message deliverers, not message writers, okay? God has already written the message. And let me say this. Whatever crazy thing you want to believe, you can find it out there. There's something called the internet. There is somebody out there who will teach you exactly whatever it is that you want to believe. So you teachers, you parents, you aunts and uncles, big brothers and sisters, you coaches, all you leaders, somebody is following you. And you're all feeders. Somebody is listening to you. And out of love for him and out of love for them, you want to know the truth and you want to walk in the way of the Lord. The Apostle Paul has instruction for two guys in the New Testament, Timothy and Titus, and he tells them repeatedly to teach what he refers to as sound doctrine. That word for sound is in the Greek the same as, as healthy. You know you're getting good Bible teaching when you're getting healthier. When you can say, I love God, I love people, I'm getting closer to Jesus. My character is getting more like Jesus. My soul is getting healthier. Good Bible teaching leads to healthy people. 
And the big idea is that to be biblical is to be relational. Love God, love people. That's healthy. Okay, so all of this is God's way of preparing his people for that first Christmas and the coming of baby Jesus. And Malachi is the last thing that God is going to say. He's like, Jesus is coming. Just keep walking forward. Walk in the way. And they have to walk another 400 years from Malachi's time until Jesus comes. And so this is God's way of giving them this tremendous gift. And that is knowing that there is a way that is coming. This is it. All of history, all of Scripture, everything is culminating in the coming of Jesus Christ. And Jesus comes and says, if you have ears to hear, and some people don't, and they argue with him, but some people do, and they follow him, and they worship him. And then Jesus says something amazing in John 14, 6. He says, I am the way. He picks up this theme from 400 years prior. God says, walk in this way. And Jesus shows up and says, I am the way. And he invites people, come, follow me. That's following in the way. And then Jesus walks all the way to the cross, carrying the cross to his place of crucifixion. And he dies in your place for your sins. And if you have not received this gift of salvation, if you have not received this gift of forgiveness of sins, if you have not received this gift of Jesus, then God wants you to receive it, my friends. God's heart is a father's heart and he loves you. He wants you to be healthy. And he wants to have a relationship with you that endures forever. Let's pray. We hope you enjoyed the message. You can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, our website, bhprez.org, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all our latest content.